gospel is written in the first chapter, or in the first chapter of the gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 46th verse. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generation will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. So you might have also noticed this morning that um, we have different parables, different altar paintings, and I have a different gospel on this morning because the color for Mary for this Sunday is white. And uh, when you have green for months and months and months, like we do in Pentecost, it's nice to have a little change once in a while. So we made that change. It's only for one day to go back to green tomorrow, but uh, soon we will be dealing with other colors as well. It helps the, it helps the altar until they don't have to change and so on. So it might seem, as I say, it might seem a little strange to read this lesson from Luke's Gospel this morning. It's in the summer. And it feels more like an Advent or a Christmas lesson, doesn't it? Something that we read around the time of our Christmas celebration. And it is. We'll read it again, probably an Advent or one similar to it. But in church tradition, August 15th is the day we remember Mary, the mother of Jesus. When her day falls on August 15th, and I guess I made that point before, uh, when it falls on a Sunday, we read her song called the Magnificat. Um, and and it, it's, it's always, I think it kind of when I do read this, it takes me back to seminary, because in the seminary, we, one day we would do Matins from the book, and the next day we would do, this was from the old red book, some of you remember that. We would do Matins one day, and then we'd do uh, Compline another day, or we'd do Vespers, and this song was always a part of the Vespers service uh, that we did, the evening song prayer that we did. So this morning, we get to hear it on a Sunday. We get to hear Mary's song. As I say, for the past several weeks, we've been talking about these I am saying, focused on Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. Uh, no one comes to the Father but by me. If you, if, if you take and eat, you receive me as the bread of life. But now, um, we come to this time when we take a break from that, and we look at the faith and the trust of Mary. And as I, think about, as I think about Mary, the question comes to my mind, how big is your God? Because hers was pretty big finally. We say, God is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. That God is the creator, the redeemer, the sustainer of life. We say God is unchanging and omnipotent. 
whatever that means. We say that God is all loving, all forgiving, ever faithful. And we see it in, in some great old hymns. For instance, this one, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Listen to this. Great is Thy Faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever wilt be. Great is Thy faithfulness, and great is Thy uh, great is Thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, Thy hand has provided. Great is Thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto me. Summer and winter, and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to Thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. I have all I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. So we sing those things. God is faithful forever. God is unchanging. God is omnipotent. But how big is your God? As big as Mary's? We sing that those wonderful words, and we hear her wonderful words. But the problem is that. If God doesn't change, we do. Things happen in life. Changes come. Some are great. Some are awful. And we have to live through that. And sometimes that changes us in our attitude towards God. Or on the other hand, and too often I think, people live as though nothing ever changes. That things are always the same. So as we go through the changes of life as human people, too often, change makes us uncomfortable. Change comes into our life whether we want it or not. And depending on the situation we're in, we can see God differently from time to time. As a loving parent, or as a harsh judge, as a distant relative, does God change? We don't believe so. No, God's love and grace are constant. Forever. But we change. Things happen that cause us to view God differently, I think. Or at least, our, as I say, our view and our experience of God changes. So I asked that question this morning How big is your God? And by what, do you, uh, what measure do you ask of the things of God? How big was Mary's God? Through what lens did Mary view God? Like, like she, it was like she was seeing God through a strong magnifying glass. And her God just got bigger and bigger and bigger as she experienced her relationship with God. God's message and her response shows a leap of faith on her part. You know, here was an ordinary peasant girl, probably pretty young, Something maybe as young as 13 or 14. She had likely had quite a narrow view of God. Undoubtedly influenced by where she lived and the culture she lived in. A simple theology, narrow in the way of thinking of her in her day. But now she's faced with a difficult situation. Because God, through an angel, has just told her she is to be the mother of a very special child. She is to be the mother 
of the Messiah. So, so here she is, unmarried, pregnant. She would face all of the ridicule that would come in a community where that was not acceptable. And mostly they would not believe her when she told her story. She faced contempt and suspicion, perhaps even danger. Because being pregnant and unmarried, she could have been stoned to death. Mary could have seen God as much smaller than she did. She could have been resentful. She could have seen God through a lens of anger and resentment and fear. She could have seen all of this not as a blessing, but as an imposition that would totally and completely change or even perhaps destroy her life, her plans, her dreams, her hopes. But instead, and here's the point, instead her view of God gets bigger and bigger as she proclaims that one in that wonderful hymn. Her lens of the light that magnifies her God. How now God and God's promise become the focus of her life, the purpose of her life. This gift of God becomes her way of living, this promise of the Messiah. So as you think about Mary's situation, listen once again to the words of her hymn and the, and the words that come out in that praise of a big God. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on, on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the Lord. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants. Now that's a description of a really big God. A God of trust, of faith, of hope, of grace, and all of that rolled into one. How big is your God? How strong is your magnifying glass when you look at God? Mary's, um, if your God is, is big like Mary's, or is your God small, maybe even mean-spirited, So, is your God real, or is your God false? There's a story of a performer who had performed for years and years in the same theater. And she got to know the, the, the workers in that theater pretty well. And she really came to appreciate the fact that they would climb up in the rafters and walk on a little four-foot, four-inch beam and change the lights and put down the sets and whatever it was they did, raise the curtain. We're climbing around up there. She, she, one time she said to them, I'm just so impressed that you're up there way above the floor. Aren't you frightened? And they said, well, it's, what really scares us is that false ceiling. It's only a few couple of feet below where we walk. 
because that gives us a, that can give us a false sense of safety. Those false ceilings gave them a sense that of security, perhaps, that could cause them to get careless. And if, you know, our view of God is too small and false, too narrow. We can be lulled into a false sense of our own prejudice, our own assumptions, our own preconceptions, our own narrow view. We can begin to assume that, that, that our view is the same one God has. God's bigger than that. God's bigger than our views. And the truth, as Mary discovered, is that God's view is so much broader than ours. If our God is too small, the danger is that we can be lulled into thinking that it doesn't matter what we believe, or even if we believe. And finally, we can be lulled into thinking that really God doesn't matter either. Those are false ceilings. And indeed, they can lead to an apathy on the one hand, or to despair on the other hand. We're called to be like Mary, to trust, and to not confine God into a narrow box of our preconceptions and our prejudices. Like Mary, we're called to listen to what God says, to the love God shows in Jesus. And that may surprise us. It may give us a bit of a shock from time to time, as Jesus often shocked those Pharisees and those others who followed him around. How big is your God? How strong is your magnifying lens? When tragedies strike, when bad things happen in life, when grief or loss or tragic illness or trauma comes, we're left with a choice. Is your God big or small? Loving and suffering with, you, with us in our troubled time? We're left with a choice between a narrow, mean, vindictive God who kills children and people randomly, who brings hurt and pain to life, or we have a God. We have a God who, can, who, we, who we, we can see through Mary's lens. And if we do that, we see a huge God. Mysterious, to be sure. Inexplicable, to be sure. But a God big enough to cover any tragedy or any sadness. A God who is there with us in the good and the bad times. How big is your God? In our baptism, God promises us that he will never abandon us. That God will always be with us. No matter what comes, God is there for us, we're told, through our baptism. You are mine forever, he says, in baptism. In Holy Communion, God promises to become part of us. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. This God, God of ours is so big that he can be born of a woman, live and die in our place, and rise to become our way to life. How big is your God? How strong is your lens? Are 
hope as big as Mary's. Big enough to see God's guiding hand in all of the times and the circumstances of life. The simple and the sad, the frustrating and the growing times of life. A God big enough to contain all of the love there is. So today we celebrate Mary, the mother of our Lord. We celebrate her faith, her trust, and her hope. And we look toward and trust in our God, in our really big God of love and promise. Amen. We'll continue with a brief period of silence as we contemplate <coughs> our scriptures and our worship this morning. Thank <laughs> you. 